Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Nashville, it's time for Nashville Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Nashville Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a good one. A lot of timely topics in this show. Uh, we've got Karen Williams and Veronica Burns with us, and they are with Management Insight. Veronica, Karen, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Yeah, it's a great pleasure to have you. So before we get into some of these topics I promised uh, are going to be great for folks to listen to, let's talk about the two of you and Management Insight. How are you serving folks out there? Well, we're we're on the mark trying to make sure uh, small businesses have the same resource and human resource support as any other large companies would have and making sure that uh, what we do for them keeps them in compliance. So, yeah, we're very attentive to small businesses. Exactly. Our goal is to be proactive for small businesses and not reactive about situations because small businesses are very, very busy and they just don't have time to deal with a lot of issues a lot of times. So we're there to help them. You know, we were chatting a little bit before we came on the air about um, all the issues that are out there right now that are um have, have, I guess maybe at the top of the headlines for business press are HR related. Um, you know, whether it's work from home, whether it's uh talent shortage, whether it's uh diversity, uh, and inclusion, uh, all these issues are HR related and a lot of businesses are just not ready for that. Right. Yeah, exactly. And retention, retention is a huge issue nowadays. Sure. I mean, if you have a business with more than a few people, then you're going to have people problems. And we help businesses with people problems. And so there are so many HR issues out there that maybe businesses haven't even realized were HR issues. Uh, And so we are there to help businesses get that work off their plate and make sure that they do things that are legal and will work for them uh, and to help position them to grow. Well, what we've experienced is, you know, small business owners are entrepreneurs. Uh, They're typically entrepreneurs with high expertise in their field, and they're distracted by people issues. They're not trained to do them, to deal with people and the problems that people have, and they don't have the expertise to deal with the regulations and employment law issues that come with that. So uh, it distracts from their business. It distracts from the time that they have to focus on growing their business. And we, we become a resource to take some of that burden off of them. And just to be clear, you, you serve as the essentially the outsourced HR department for your clients. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Terrific. So let's, let's talk about some of these issues, uh, maybe, uh, in detail and in no particular order because they're all important. Let's, let's talk about retention and what I read is called the great resignation. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about that. And maybe for those that are hiding and don't know what the great resignation is, talk about, uh, explain what that is. 
Well, let's just talk about um, the unemployment rate is extremely high right now. And it's not because there aren't jobs available. Um, there are lots of jobs available, but in, uh, I'll talk about this in the terms of a real estate terminology, buyer and seller market. Right now, it's an employee market versus an employer market. People are very selective on who they want to work for and the kinds of companies they want to work for and the kinds of managers they want to work for. So, um not only are they not going back to jobs that they were unsatisfied with prior to the pandemic, um, they're just deciding, you know, I'm not going to take a job that doesn't suit my lifestyle because lifestyle has become a big issue during the pandemic and people have shifted their focus. Exactly. I mean, I, I just think the past year and a half has been a real wake-up call for some people. So they're looking at their lives differently. A lot of people were working from home that never used to work from home. And they're deciding either, oh, I really like this, I don't like this. And they're figuring out how they want their future work career to be different. So people are making some career choices that are very different from what they would have made two years ago. Uh, all you have to do is look around. One of my favorite signs that I see nowadays is at McDonald's. They say, we pay daily. Wow. Mm. I mean, when an employer is saying we pay daily, that shows you how desperate they are for bodies. They want somebody who will just make it through the end of a shift. That's interesting. Wow. That's a real shift in things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so just because of that, you know, we've got to be sure – once you do hire somebody and have somebody good, you want to keep them. Mm -hmm. um, every business has got some good people. They would just be devastated to lose. So we, one thing we really like to do is work with businesses to keep their great people. And there are some people that maybe you would not be so sad if they moved on. We can help with that also, <laughs> but you definitely want to keep your good people. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean, I know every company is different. Uh, every every company has its own culture and uh, dynamics, internal dynamics. What kind of changes in general do companies need to make to uh, create a better culture where their retention is higher? Well, I think sometimes companies – make the mistake of thinking that money is the only issue. Money is very important. People need to be compensated fairly. And of course, we can always help with that. But don't assume that money is somebody's only motivation. It could be very key to someone that they be able to work from home two days a week or that they have the flexibility to go to a child's piano recital or whatever they need to do. So you really need to talk to your employees and understand what motivates them. And if you have 10 employees, you can have 10 different answers. So you, need, you really need to understand your people and know what works for them. And I'm glad you brought this up because really the key to retention is making a good hire. Mm. So um, you really should start thinking about this on the front end. A lot of time and money is spent on hiring, uh, recruiting and hiring. And if you've got turnover, that person only stays three months, six months, even a year, you really haven't recouped what you've spent 
to uh, hire that person. So um, making a good hire is another really important aspect of uh, what sets a company apart. And you need to be able to figure out in that hiring process if this is the right person for your company, for your culture, uh, for how you do business. So um, we help uh, bu- small businesses with that as well. It's not just getting a warm body in there, it's getting the right body in there. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important mistake a lot of businesses make. They're so desperate for bodies right now, they will just hire somebody who walks in and that can just blow up in your face. Mm. So what? talk to companies that are having issues, and this is part of the great resignation um, issue, is that companies that are having issues with the back to the office uh, situation where they're uh, maybe mandating that people come back to the office. People don't want to come back to the office. Maybe they're looking at a hybrid work environment. What advice are you giving to companies like that? And uh, particularly how to maintain that culture that's so important. Exactly. And it's, again, it's really tough and you need to talk to your people, first of all, uh, and understand what they want and what's going to work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's really the first thing that you need to do. Don't just make the assumption that everybody has to be back at work and that's how it is, because just look around and talk to different businesses. There are a lot of businesses that function just fine with everybody working at home the past year and a half. Um, so I think I've talked to several people recently who said, oh, we've got to have everybody back. Well, you know, actually, you may not have to have everybody back. So be open-minded in how you look at it and think through what it is you're trying to achieve um, and with what your employees want, will that work with what your business needs? Yeah, and I would say, you know, why? Why do you need everybody back in doing the same thing that they were doing before? Look at your productivity. Has your productivity gone down because of the situation? If it has, then maybe you do need people back in the office. If it hasn't, maybe not so, uh, not such a big need. Uh, look at your other cost-saving aspects, uh, overhead. You know, you may be able to save money on overhead, and that may be something that would offset having people come back to the office. Um, there are a lot of ways to look at this uh, particular situation, problem, issue. Um, and that's why we consider, you know, being proactive. We're, we like to be, and we are, and we've worked in a lot of different industries between Karen and, and myself. Um, we think of ourselves as strategists. Mm-hmm. So um, as part of an HR, as a, a integral part of your business, that is part of your bottom line. It's very, the whole, everything associated with HR really uh, can either build or detract from your bottom line. So we really like to talk to small businesses about how this the decisions you make around HR impact your bottom line. Exactly. And we really ask that business owners be open-minded about things also. There was one attorney I was talking to who works at a very traditional law firm. And for years, they had the policy, nobody works from home. Well, the pandemic hit, everybody started working from home. And she was amazed that productivity increased. 
Mm. And she said, you know, I've completely changed my mind now. Clearly work at home does work for a lot of people. So I just think business owners need to look at it and analyze each situation. Some businesses may need everybody back. Some businesses may not. It just depends. So they just really need to analyze their situation. We can help them with that. Folks, we're here chatting with Veronica Burns and Karen Williams, and they are with Management Insight. Uh, so, Veronica, you you referenced the the backgrounds the two of you have in in multiple industries. I would love to for each of you to share a little bit of your backgrounds, what you bring to the table, um, and and not just that expertise, but you've got a lot of mediation and legal expertise as well, that all of which together uh, you use for the benefit of your clients. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, that's what we think sets us apart from your typical HR consultants. Um, we have various industries that we've worked in over the course of our of our lifespan, our professional lifespan. Healthcare being a big one. We've both been in healthcare for a number of years. I've been in the finance world, banking, and um, other financial companies. Um, I've also worked in uh, manufacturing. I've done some contract, union contract negotiations. So I'm very familiar with negotiations. Both Karen and I both are trained in mediation. So uh, any of these hard conversations that managers have, we can coach them through those and get absolutely good outcomes and make sure they know how to document those outcomes. Um, And we both have direct experiences with managing small businesses in our own families. Um, My husband is uh, a sole practitioner um, in a medical practice. So, and I managed his business for a period of time and also have uh, coached him through many situations. And Karen has a small business in her family as well. So I, I think we have kind of a unique perspective on small businesses. Exactly. Yes. My family had a building material business growing up. And so we, that was just our normal dinner time discussion was discussing what was going on in the business. And I just thought that was normal. That's what everybody discussed at dinner. Uh, and then ended up uh, going to law school and um, enjoyed that experience, but really did not want to work at a big law firm. So I've done other things, um, work for the State Employees Association, the Highway Patrol, which was very interesting, the administrative part of the Supreme Court here in Tennessee. And what I finally realized is what I liked was the human resources aspect of the law, because I like to be proactive and not reactive. And so many times as an attorney, you're being reactive. You're called in because a situation has gone bad wrong and Oh, you got to do cleanup now. And I'd much rather try to clean things up on the front end so it doesn't go bad wrong, so you don't have a lawsuit. So that's what I enjoy doing. And it's just, I really don't know how people do human resources without a legal background. It is so complicated nowadays. And I spend a lot of my time staying up to date on all the laws, everything that's going on, because it is constantly changing. Yeah, let's let's talk about that since you brought that up. I mean, wh- wh- where do you see the changes 
I guess right now, um, maybe over the past year, and then what you foresee that business owners need to be paying attention to that you ex- where you expect changes in the law? Well, just to give an example, the whole diversity and inclusion issue is huge right now. It's I think it's going to continue to be very important. Um, and you also have to keep in mind, you know, whether people agree or not, who the president is does help drive things because that helps drive what happens at the EEOC and at the Supreme Court and at various levels and it trickles down. Uh, but part of what's going on at these higher levels and also just in the culture at large, diversity and inclusion is a significant issue. Um, our culture is changing as a whole. Uh, if you just look at the workforce right now compared to 60 years ago when it was more predominantly white male, there is much more of a mix now. More women are in the workforce. More minorities are in the workforce. You have such a wide range of ages. And you just have to deal with all those factors. We are more understanding now of people with disabilities. They are in the workforce. We have to figure out ways to work with them. So these are issues every business has to face and has to think about. So diversity and inclusion doesn't mean just oh, you hire a few racial minorities. No, you look at all the pieces. Do you have men and women? Do you have a mix of ages? Do you have a mix of skill sets? Are you open to disabled workers? Uh, And so we very much enjoy working with businesses and helping them really analyze what they're doing well, what they can work on with diversity and inclusion issues. Because it isn't just, oh, okay, we've now hired two minority employees, so now we're done. No. First of all, that's great that you hired them, but make sure that they feel welcome in the workplace, that they are successful, and make sure that when you are looking for employees, you're looking in multiple places, that you're not shutting people out. Um, For example, with the whole disabled issue, that is one thing that the pandemic was very interesting with because there were a lot of people who had different kinds of disabilities who were able to work more effectively because they could work at home. Mm -hmm. Uh, They didn't have to worry about a commute issue. Another example that maybe people don't think of, a lot of people with anxiety did very well during the pandemic. Uh, That's also a disability, but they can be very productive people given the right circumstances. You have somebody with a lot of anxiety who's working in an open workforce with sitting there with, you know, no walls and just a bunch of desks in a room, they're not going to be as effective as if they work alone in their house. So there are just so many different things to work at, to look at with the diversity and inclusion issue. It's a really important topic. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to continue. And what, what, I mean, let, let's, for those that, um, think those two terms are interchangeable. Let's dive into that a little deeper. Diversity is different than inclusion. So yeah, let's talk about what, what companies need to think about in that regard. Okay. So when you think about diversity, you're talking about um, the spectrum of the differences between people and um you can have a diverse workforce that's, you may have representation with gender, you may have age representation, um, you may even have cultural representation from people from different parts of the country or different parts of the world, but not everybody feels included. So that's where the inclusion piece comes in. The inclusion piece 
it talks about having everyone in your workforce feel like they can be a contributor. They want to be heard. They want to be taken seriously. They want to uh, be able to make a difference. They want to feel appreciated in the workplace. And if they don't have those things, that's when they start thinking about where else can I work and where else can I feel better about the work that I do. Mm -hmm. So they're like two sides of the same coin, uh, making a whole package. You bring people in, but do you make them feel wanted? Got it. And let's let's uh, chat a little bit about the advice you give companies um, for taking a stand on cultural issues. I mean, because that's becoming more and more of a, um, for some companies, an important part of their, uh, how they respond to their various constituencies and what, and, and the, including their employees and what their, what their employees are feel strongly about in terms of, of, um, their own beliefs and, and, who they lend their services to. So talk about how that works in your mind. That's a really interesting question. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a, uh, an example that hits really close to home. My son worked for the company that was used, the walkie talkies that were used at uh, January 6th. Um, oh. uh, that, and they were used to communicate amongst groups that were storming the Capitol. And the employees didn't feel good about that. Mm. And and they expressed that. And right after January 6th, they had a very high rate of turnover because the employees wanted the company to take a stance on it. And they wanted them to openly you know, make, make uh, a statement about it. Mm-hmm. And the company chose not to do that. And many employees left as a result, my son being one. So um, that gets to the issue of the culture of your company. Um, what reputation do you want it to have? How do you want people who are considering and, or you want to consider coming into the company, hiring, how they feel about you and what they think about the company in general. Yeah, there are no easy answers here. Sure. Uh, companies really have to reflect on, on what they want, how they want to show themselves to the world and what's important to them. And they do need to think carefully before they make these public statements and be sure that they really are behind those statements. I think sometimes... I've seen some companies rush very quickly to make public statements that maybe were not well thought out. Uh, So they really need to be sure what they're doing. Uh, So it really is an individual discussion. And it also, it touches on just the whole social media topic, which is a huge topic for both companies and for the employees, because the company is always having to think about how they're representing themselves to the world, just as employees are representing themselves through their social media 
outlets. And, um, you know, there have certainly been a lot of situations over the past few years where employees have gotten into trouble because of social media postings and various things like that. And that's a whole nother topic. That's, that gets very complicated very fast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, folks, we're here chatting with uh, Veronica Burns and Karen Williams, and they are with Management Insight. And they do HR work for a variety of small business uh, small business owners and uh, their companies. Uh, let's talk about how you work with a client. I mean, I, I, I got the impression from something you said earlier that a lot of your clients come to you because they've got a problem, <laughs> uh, you know, they that they can't get through. And that's really kind of an entree for you. But let's let's talk about what an engagement looks like and how those initial conversations kind of unfold. Well, we don't want uh, we don't want business owners to come to us because they have a problem. Uh, they want to. I want them to come to us because they don't want to have a problem. Uh, so we we do want to be on the front end of that. But if they have a problem, or if they don't, but they know that they have exposure. Let's let's just talk about it in terms of exposure. Mm. And maybe it's because they're growing. And they know at a certain uh, employee threshold that they may need to do things differently. So one of the things that we do that may be a little different from what others do in the HR business is we do an assessment. We ask them uh, some questions up front. What's working? What do you feel good about? And not only do we ask the business owner but we ask permission maybe to ask some of their key contributors those questions as well. Uh, what's working? What do you feel good about? And then we ask what's not working. Uh, are there some things that maybe you have a gut feeling that needs to be fixed, but you don't know exactly what the cause is or what to do about it? So we do an initial assessment before we get into a major engagement uh, because we want to address the issues that are most important to the company and to the business owner. We want to make sure that we create a fix that they get their money's worth right up front. You know, they feel like, you know, I've spent my time and money on this and I can see some results. So, um, we try to do that. I mean, you can call it low hanging fruit. You can call it, you know, pain point. You can call it whatever you want, but we try to make sure that we make a difference right away. Exactly. So people tend to engage us either because they are growing or because, um, for example, you know, what I mentioned, something's gone wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we come in and help figure out a structure so that they can move forward to so that situation will not happen again. Uh, and so really our favorite thing to do and our favorite clients to work with are those who we really get to know well. We come in uh, to help them with some kind of situation and then we really get to know the company. We get to know the employees. So every time we talk with them, we know the background. Mm. You know, it's just a simple situation. Oh, gosh, guess what? We're having another problem with John. Oh, OK. So did this happen? Yes. So we really like being a part of the company so that we really can help them. That's when we're most effective and we enjoy that the most also. And think about it this way. You know, you can buy a handbook 
online. You can, you know, Google an employee handbook and you can put a bunch of policies in place. What we encourage and the reason that we need to get to know our uh, clients is that we only create policies that are actually going to work for that company. Because, I mean, we make sure that they're in compliance with the law, for sure. So the ones that are mandated, we make sure those happen. But those policies that they have some uh, flexibility with or they can choose to have or not have, we make sure that they're in line with, one, the culture of that company, to how they make decisions. If you are not going to abide and adhere to the policies you put in place, then you're in a worse situation than if you didn't have the policy in the first place. So we don't create policies that the company's not going to be able to uh, administer. We don't create policies that don't feel right for the company, that is is something that they don't believe in or something that they're not going to uphold. So um, that whole being knowledgeable of how this company does businesses and how the leaders make decisions is really important for us. Exactly. And a very easy example of that is an attendance policy. A lot of companies say they want an attendance policy, but if they're not going to follow it or they're only going to follow it for employees they don't like, then that is not going to work. That really is going to blow up in their faces. So we want to be sure they understand, okay, sure, we'll help you put an attendance policy in place, but are you going to actually follow it with everyone, which means you could lose some of your good people. Mm. And think about it this way. If an employee is disgruntled and that attendance policy is not followed consistently and they think it's they've been victimized, they've been targeted, um, and they know other instances where other employees have been treated differently. If you haven't had a lawsuit, you probably will yep. have a lawsuit. Mm. Yep. And then no. your own words are just used against you because there's your policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for and sure. So that's, that's what we really want people to avoid. And that, I mean, sadly, that's a, a trap that some businesses really do fall into mm-hmm. uh, and they, they don't even really realize it. So we're just a set of eyes from the outside to help them see, hmm, you know, is, is this really how you want to approach this? Because this may not work for you. Mm. So as we kind of come down here to the end of our uh, time together, I, I would love it. Uh, Veronica, Karen, if, if maybe you could share a success story or two, and obviously you can't use names, but just, uh, uh, a situation where your intervention, the great work you do is really helped out a, a client in a particularly, um, noteworthy way. Well, I won't talk about a particular client, but I will talk about, uh, a situation where we've worked with a client that had had some really bad experience with uh, um, a long-term employee who left that uh, company dissatisfied and did file a lawsuit and cost them a lot in legal fees to defend the lawsuit and um, because even when you're successful, it's still expensive. It's still expensive and, and painful. <laughs> and, you know, when the legal fees start running up, then you're more 
prone to settle. So I just want to settle this situation and get it out of our hair and move on. So between the legal fees and the settlement, it costs them a lot of money. And then the advice from the attorney is, where's your documentation? One of the reasons that they had a hard time with the case was because they didn't have documentation. So really, people don't realize how important documentation is. And the conversations you have, uh, owners, managers have with their employees, especially if it's around a topic that impacts their employment or decisions that are going to be made about employment, need to be documented. And you can document on a napkin if you like, but you need to know dates and times and what was said or what that conversation was about. So um, we do help owners think about, you know, having hard conversations, how those conversations should happen, uh, when they should happen, and how to document that and the importance of it. And once they do that, when that, if that turns into a bad situation and they have to go in front of a judge or have a deposition, that doc, pull out that documentation and that will make the world of difference on their behalf. Exactly. Mm. And it also stops a lot of problems on the front end because if a troublesome employee sees that you are on top of things, you are documenting, you do know what's going on, they could be less likely to push things. Um, it's also interesting. We've we started doing a blog monthly, so you can look at our website and see that we've done a recent series on documentation. Um, and the most recent one was talking about a claim that went very successfully. Um, the employee didn't file a lawsuit, but they did, filed an unemployment claim. Mm-hmm. And so that's as things go, that's not as expensive and complicated compared to a lawsuit. But still, it takes your time. Uh, it's a lot of work. It's unpleasant to go through. If you've got all your documentation in place, you can present it to the hearing officer at the unemployment hearing and odds are good you're going to be successful. So it's just good business practice to do that. And yet again, it helps your bottom line. It saves you a lot of heartache, a lot of time, a lot of money. Folks, Veronica Burns and Karen Williams have been with us. They're for Management Insight uh, Veronica, Karen, this has been great. And, uh, I can't imagine that after, uh, some folks listening to this interview, they wouldn't want to be in touch and, uh, talk to you about, uh, maybe, uh, them utilizing your services. So let's give them, uh, coordinates. How, how can they get, how can they get in touch? Yeah, the best thing is to look at our website. It's Management Insight, and we spell it M-G-M-T Insight, I-N-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Uh, you can see our blog posts there and some information about us, our contact info. You can contact us through the website via email, our phone number's there, but that's the best place to start. So please look at it, and we'd love to talk to anybody. Karen, Veronica, this has been great. Thank you again so much for being with us. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having us. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Uh, folks, just a, a quick reminder, you can find our show on all the major podcast apps. Nashville Business Radio is the search term. 
that'll get you there. And uh, here's what we would love it if you would do for us. When you find the show, sus- subscribe and uh, listen to our shows as, as we release them. But give us a five-star review. Now, that's not about me. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our great guests like Karen and Veronica who do great work and their work deserves to be highlighted and they deserve to be found. So, uh, by you, uh, giving us a great review, it helps folks find the show so that they can potentially use, uh, their services. So if you could, you could do that for us, we'd appreciate it. Um, if you need to be, uh, or would like to be in contact with us, we'd love that. Uh, you can email me directly at jray at businessradiox.com. And of course you can access all our shows across our national network by going to businessradiox.com. So for my guest, Veronica Burns and Karen Williams, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Nashville business radio.